everybody got a hug and a high five. Well, continue, Eric Rommel, continue to pray for Eric. Eric pinched his back last Sunday coming to church, and so he's on the mend, not feeling well. Make sure uh, in your prayers that you pray uh, for Eric and Anna as well. But thank you to Pete and Faith, uh, again, for leading us in worship today. Uh, if you are a veteran, if you have family that served in the military, would you stand? We want to honor you today. If you're a veteran, have family that served in the military, we want to honor you guys today. Let's, um, if somebody stay standing, if somebody right around you, just put your hand to them and let's pray for them. Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, for those that have served so that we could be free today in our nation and in our church. And Lord, for family that have served. And Lord, you know every heart and you know the situations that they've been through. I thank you today. You're the healer and we honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Bless all of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, second and fourth Saturday of the month is our food ministry. Just one picture today because we used to give out little toys to the kids. You know, kind of the ones when you used to go to the dollar store and they kind of break. But we have a full craft table. In fact, I told my mom after I looked at that and I said, looking at that craft table made me a little dizzy. <laughs> got a few things that are on there. So I just want to throw that out that the kids that come, they... They do crafts, and um, anyways, what a blessing. More and more people uh, that are coming, more and more people that we get the uh, opportunity to know through our community, so it's a blessing. So there are cards on the credenzas, and I know the table outside. Grab them, keep them in your car, keep them in your pocket, keep them in your purse, uh, invite people. Anybody needs food, prayer, invite them to come on out. Um, I guarantee you they'll be blessed. And uh, as we mentioned before, this is No Shave November. So you can see mine, I'm not working on a Santa's beard or anything like that. No shave November. If you'd like to participate, maybe you just like, this is the first time hearing it, you'd like to jump in. Um, a dollar a day for 30 days, $30. No shave November if you can get away with it. I have a couple wives in here that have never forgiven me for four years ago because their husbands kept their beards. And so uh, we'll see how, how that one. Well, if you'd like to, so we're going to get some extra tables. We put more tables for our food ministry. So if you'd like to um, give, that would be great. Okay, next Sunday, find somebody next to you and say next Sunday. All right. We're going to do our Thanksgiving lunch after church. So John and Kathy Coulter, raise your hand real quick right in there. If you would like to bake a turkey, a ham, prime rib, um, Fresh tamales. Let me just keep going down the list, right? Uh, if you have some main items, you'd like to see them after service, but we'll have a Thanksgiving lunch after church. Uh, side items, stuffings, I'll go down the list, sweet potatoes, pies, all of those type of things. Um, connect with them after. We'll do that after uh, service next Sunday. Plantains. Let me not forget the plantains as they're. All right. Psalm 103, verse 1. I want to read that for our uh, tithes and offerings today. We looked at all five verses last week, but verse one, let's read this together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. In fact, uh, we experienced that this morning. The word bless means, though it means bless to speak out, it means to kneel. 
It's that in humility that we bless uh, the name of the Lord. And so in our giving today, that's what our giving is. It's blessing the Lord. It's blessing him. It's blessing his work that he's asked us to do. So as we do each and every week, we'll put a prayer up on the screen. But would you pray this individually? This is between you and your heavenly father. Let's pray this together. Ready? As I give in today's offering, Father, I bless your holy name. Thank you for blessing my life, and I thank you for the blessings that are coming and that are on the way. I bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in the seat back pocket. You can place that in the slot on the wall as you exit. Go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. You can give to no Shave November. You can download today's notes as well, too. Uh, and there are some questions in the back that you can sit down with your family at breakfast or dinner and go through as well. All right. Open your Bibles. In fact, let's look at two places. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. And then we're going to jump down to Luke chapter 17. Romans chapter uh, 1, verse 21. My title today is Be That One. We're going to look at the ten lepers, and you may know the story, that only one returned to give thanks. You might think, I already got that one figured out. Well, we're going to look at a couple of the things that Jesus said even to the one that returned, and I want to make sure that we will be the one. I didn't bring a card today, but many of you that have either had young kids or grandkids and you've given them a card, they open the card, and what are they waiting for? cash to fall out right they see a check and they don't know what to do it gift cards all of those things they're not necessarily looking at the words they're looking at the gift given how many of you are really really good at when somebody gives you a gift you're really good at sending a thank you card raise your hand how many of you don't even want to say how bad you are <laughs> now it's interesting that we're geared to give thanks after We've received th something. That's completely opposite of what we read about in the Bible. We're to give thanks ahead of time before we've ever received it. So don't write people this week and say, hey, for Christmas, I want to thank you ahead of time for that new car that you're going to get. Yeah, don't, don't do that. But as a believer, when we look at the scriptures, we're to be thankful. We're to give thanks. We're to always be in thanksgiving, even well before we receive that very thing that we're praying for. We're to glorify the Lord. We'll see that today. So let me read um, Romans 1, verse 21 through 23. And then I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. And this will kind of set up where we're going. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. They knew God. But they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. The New Living says it this way. Yes, they knew God, but they weren't 
They wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. You hear that? They wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Well, Father, as we look into your scriptures, your word today, Lord, let our hearts remember even this verse that we exist to glorify you and we exist to give you thanks. Lord, even the most pressing thing today that even as we took care of this morning we give you thanks we kneel before you and bless your name the God of the possible the God that can move mountains the God that makes the crooked places straight we worship you and we give you thanks in Jesus name amen you know it's a good example Adam and Eve Adam and Eve had the great example walking in the cool of day with God but when they heard from Satan that you could be like him, they chose that out instead of glorifying God and were just thankful. Now, in Luke chapter 7, verse 22, I want you to remember this about Jesus's ministry. In fact, Jesus says these words, and it's a word to go tell John the Baptist. John had a couple questions, and Jesus tells the disciples, and he says to them, he answers and said to them, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And you'll notice in there is, we read that, what we're going to look at the story today, the lepers. Now, the only time that we think usually of leprosy or leper is in the Bible. Does anybody know anybody that today has leprosy? They actually call it today Hansen's disease. There are some that have it. Some believe that if you eat an armadillo that you could get Hansen's disease. Right? I thought, oh man, of all these things that people eat today. But uh, we don't really know much about it. None of us have probably ever seen one, met one. But it was something that is the worst type of skin disease that you could have. There was no cure. There was no cure. In fact, we'll look at even in um, Bible times, it was looked at as the most feared disease. People would lose limbs. They'd lose eyesight. And it would ultimately end in death. But the worst part about it, according to the law, is you were unclean. You were cast out of the camp. You were to roam around probably with other lepers. And yet the most humiliating part is whenever you entered uh, people around 300 feet, you were to yell out, unclean, unclean. And that would warn people to get out of the way. In fact, we read that in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45 and 46. In the law, it says, now the leper on whom the sore is... His clothes shall be torn and his head bare, and he shall cover his mustache and cry, unclean, unclean. He shall be unclean. 
All the days that he has to soar, he shall be unclean. He is unclean, and he shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside of the camp. In just these two verses, we read five times that word unclean. But here's the worst part. It's immense physical pain, but here's the other pain. You're cast away from your family. You're not working however you work, agriculture, whatever you did back there. You're away from your work. You're unclean. You're having to go around and beg for alms. And yet we read that Jesus healed lepers. You find in the scripture, he actually touched them. Now in this situation we're going to look at, he spoke a word, but he actually touched them. But it was a reminder that when you said unclean, unclean, it was a reminder of exactly everything that you had lost and you have to say it loudly. So a horrific thing. Uh, at the church that I first started at in Almani, I only got in trouble a couple times as a pastor. And um, one of the times I got in trouble was, it was after our junior high class, and one of the elders in the church went to him and said, you need to have a talk with Walter. He sang a song that should not be sung in junior high ministry. So I get called in on a Wednesday night. And so he wants to know, because he said, one of the elders said that you sang a song in the kids tonight. And I was thinking through, and I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And I told a joke. And a joke? What was the song? I said, well, can I tell you a little bit of the story? We were looking at leprosy in the Bible. And it didn't feel like the kids were getting it. And so I sang kind of a Beatles song with the word leprosy. He says, I want to hear it. Leprosy, all my skin is falling off of me. I'm not half the man I used to be. All right, so anyway. So he looked at me, and I thought, here, I'm going to get fired. He laughed. He was laughing so hard. But don't ever do that again. Now, what was the joke? Oh, I said, uh, I talked about the hockey game that was at the leper colony. The hockey game? He said, yeah. There was a face-off in the corner. Some of you might get that. So he's laughing, right? I don't ever want to hear you say that again. I said, all right. That's what I, I shouldn't have said it today. They'll erase it off of, right, the podcast. Because um, it's not a joking matter when you think of leprosy. It was a death sentence. But Jesus would touch them. And that's what I want to look at today in Luke chapter 17. And I want to pick this up at verse 11. Luke chapter 17, verse 11, in these few verses. And I want to look at, the response of Jesus, how Jesus responds, how Jesus knows. But it says this. Now it happened as he, talking about Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said... Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, now he'd already healed some by touching them. He said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. So what was Jesus saying when he said those exact words? It was go show yourselves to the priests because the priests would pronounce you whole. You'd be allowed to go back into society. They were to go and show themselves to the priest. Interesting that he told them to go. Versus what he had done before is he actually touched and healed them. Well, we read on. And so it was, as they went, 
they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Interesting when the Bible puts that in there, because Jews did not like Samaritans. We read that story a little bit with the woman at the well. The disciples didn't want to go into that area, but we have the Samaritan that comes back and gives him thanks. And so Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. In fact, some of your translations will say whole. We'll look at that in just a minute. What's amazing is Jesus sees and hears them when nobody else does. I think many times that's our human nature is sometimes we don't feel like that the Lord really knows what's going on or he doesn't hear. He is aware of every single thing that's going on. In fact, in this midst, um, though we hear them call out to Jesus, uh, nobody else said anything. Nobody else was moving them off. But in this situation, Jesus sees and Jesus hears and Jesus is going to respond. And I always go back to, in fact, I wrote it in my notes, um, but am I giving thanks to him? Am I giving him thanks? You know, we read uh, in verse 15 that only one returned. It doesn't mean that the nine went and weren't healed. In fact, what I really probably believe in the scripture is that the nine that didn't come back are completely healed. And the first thing they want to do is go run back and find their family. Right? Go run back to whatever else they had to do, their community, wherever else they want. They took off and ran. And yet one knew, I need to go back to Jesus. And I think it's interesting what they called Jesus. Jesus, Master. Right? Jesus, Master. Have mercy on us. You know, we read in the scriptures that reports would have gone out. Uh, maybe these ten had heard about Jesus doing this. Have mercy on us. Master, have mercy. But only one came back. In fact, when we read um, that he came back with a loud voice and giving him thanks, that it's a Greek word mega, like megaphone. He was loud. He's been used to being loud with unclean. Now he's loud giving glory to God. He's wanting to give him glory because he's completely healed. But here's, a, here's another word that I thought was interesting. In verse 16, we read this. And he fell down on his face at his feet, Giving him thanks. Giving him thanks. That word thanks in our Greek is Eucharist. It's the word we find in communion where Jesus took the cup and he gave, same word, thanks. It's the same word when Jesus takes the bread and he gives thanks and he breaks that bread. Very powerful to think about that because we can, with lip service, say thank you. But this was a thank you, a life that was restored. And he came back and gave him thanks. Now, verse 19, Jesus 
says something here. He says, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. In fact, one of the, the translations gives us a picture that it makes you whole. And that word whole is the same word that we read in Matthew 121 where it says about Mary, she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will save. It's that same word. Save. Now, this man didn't receive salvation. Jesus had not died. He'd not rose again yet. But it meant something deeper had taken place. A wholeness had taken place. It's one thing to have your body healed. It's another thing to have the inside of you completely changed. And I believe that's what we see. There was a definite change on the inside of this man that not only was he healed of being a leper, but something deep had taken place in his life, this wholeness. In fact, it's a word that we read, uh, the alabaster oil. We read that same one, that, that saving. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. We read that same thing. We read in Luke chapter 18 um, that some, a blind man was healed. Your faith has made you well. That complete wholeness. When we lived in North Carolina, um, in the spring, which I didn't know, I didn't really know anything about poison ivy. Anybody had poison ivy? All right. Well, we were clearing out some of our backyard. I had never heard of poison sumac. And it's a vine. And so we had cut it up, and it was in the morning, and then later we had gone to set up at church. I, I don't think I took a shower till the evening. Well, the next day, I had all these little dots all over me. And I think I got the, it's the pink, is it camp, whatever the pink, uh, and I put it all on. It looked funny. I had pink arms trying to get this, and this stuff started moving around. It showed up on my neck, showed up on my legs. Michelle was having me do oatmeal, oh, this oatmeal bath. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking an oatmeal bath. Don't you dare light a candle and take a picture of me oatmeal bath. It would drip. I'd be at my desk, and I would sit with a towel on my legs because it would drip. When I went to church on Sunday, I had to wrap me up. I, you probably wouldn't have seen it, but I had a long sleeve shirt on, but I was wrapped like a mummy. I couldn't really move uh, that good. Well, we were in between insurances. So um, finally, I got the green light, and I went to an urgent care. And I mean, this stuff was on my neck, on my stomach. I still got pain all over my legs. And when the guy took a test of my blood, he said, it's completely throughout your whole blood. He said, I should call 911 right now and have you sent to the hospital. I'm concerned that it's in your blood that could affect your, your heart. But I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you a shot of steroids. So he gives me the shot. I still feel horrible. That next morning, it's like, Nothing's dripping anymore, and by just a couple days, everything is completely fine. But you have that deal where when you go through that, and you, you go through it for so long, it, it really affects you. Like you're trying to get this thing under control, and we're finding these people, they can't get anything under control, but when they meet Jesus, he just doesn't put it under control. He completely heals the situation, right? Done. So when Jesus speaks out their healing, they're all still lepers until they go to show themselves to the priest. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say 10 steps, 13 steps, 3 steps, half a mile. It doesn't say anything. But as they went, they went from even probably completely worse, what I experienced, went from skin that was completely full of leprosy 
completely new skin because Jesus had healed them. He required them to walk away by faith ever before he healed them. He required them to walk by faith. Go show yourselves to the priest. Jesus is going to ask questions, and I, I pray that he asks us the very same question in the situations that we go through. Why did you not come and give me thanks? Why did you not come back and thank me? In fact, when we study the Bible, scripturally, the moment that I pray and I ask God for something, what I begin to do after that is I begin to give him thanks. And I give him thanks. And I give him thanks. And I'm thankful for it. Even if I don't see it, I'm thanking him because I know he's heard my prayer and I know he's at work. I believe that. I give him thanks. But I also need to be like the one that I constantly is coming back to him and say, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for this situation. Thank you that you're at work, even though I don't see it. Thank you that you're giving me peace. You're giving me strength in this situation. And I thank you. Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9 uh, says this. The psalmist writes, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to be children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. You know, we kind of started that one in, in Romans where we looked at those couple words. They did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. Well, the psalmist writes that out. Give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works that he satisfies the soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Bow your heads if you were with me today here. In fact, as our worship team slips back up, you know, for many of us coming down, kneeling before the Lord, giving him thanks, let us be the one that is constantly, even from today, thanking the Lord. When it comes to your mind, thank the Lord. If somebody asks you about it, stop and thank the Lord. Look up in, in the Bible. You'll find it all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the, no, the New Testament. Thankful, thanks, thanksgiving. It's part of the, the, the life of the believer to stop and give God thanks. So Lord, we do that today, and, and as many of us did, we do stop and we thank you. We do glorify your name. It is you that has made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of your pasture, and you are the good shepherd, and we trust you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, you've never confessed him as Lord, I want you to pray a prayer with me right now. In fact, I'm going to ask everyone to pray it. But if you've never prayed that, pray it with me. Believe it in your heart as you speak it out. It is the most important prayer that you'll ever say, asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Everyone say this to me. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. 
I open the door of my heart. I make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. If you prayed that today, please see us at the end of the service. Most important first step prayer. But we're going to close. I think they're going to close with give thanks. I don't <laughs> Whatever they're going to close with. Stand with me. We're going to close. But would you, even if you gave thanks, even if in service, would you stop again and remember, maybe you need to give thanks on behalf of somebody today. Maybe there's somebody sitting behind you and you don't know the situation. You're going to stop and you think about them and you say, you know, I'm going to give thanks for their life. Let's stand together. Let's close with this song. I'm strong. Are you weak? You're what? Strong. You want to know why you're strong? Because the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. Your strength. Do your circumstances determine your joy? No. No. Your circumstances do not dictate your strength. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Bible also says that he is more than enough. If he is our wholeness, if salvation brought wholeness, then we are not poor on the inside. Because he is more than enough. And he is your wholeness. Amen? So I saw something today in this story, in the passage that was read, and it is for somebody here today. It's not for everybody, but it is for somebody or a few. So when Jesus told the lepers to go show themselves to the priest, in those days it was because the, the priest would declare that they were cleansed. But where would the priest be found? Synagogue, the temple. In modern day, we would say the church. I want to submit to you today, there are some of you in this house that as a step of faith and a continual walk of faith, that coming to the house you will find your healing. You will find what you have been searching for. Church is not a casual thing. Church is not a thing to do because you've got nothing else on the calendar this weekend. Yes, we are the church as individuals because the living God dwells on the inside of us. But we gather together in a place called church. And there is stuff that happens in this place that the Lord desires to impart when you are here, when we are gathered. In fact, the word says to gather even more so as you see the day approaching. 
Well, I think we're living in the days that we are seeing the day approaching. Would you not agree? So this morning, some of you, I want to encourage you. Make your way and invite people to the house of God. By faith, you will see circumstances begin to change because something will be imparted that is exactly what you or they needed to hear. Do you receive that this morning? Amen. Yes. He has something to say to each of us every time that we gather, whether it's from this pulpit or whether it's from conversations with one another. We gather together for a purpose. Amen? Amen. So today, we give you thanks, Lord. Thank you, Father. Today. We give you thanks, Thank you. and we Thank will you, heed what you have said. We will give thanks in all areas. For you are good, you are faithful, and we are grateful. In your name we pray, amen. So don't forget this. Next Sunday, we're going to have a feast. We're going to have a feast. So bring your best dishes because we're going to enjoy time together as a family. God bless you. Amen.